Dad, tell me a story. Today, I hope to land an idea I believe very strongly in. An idea I've been pondering for eight years since I was a missionary in West Africa. The idea is that the greatest leaders are able to move and inspire us because their messages carry genuine substance. They nourish us. On the other hand, mediocre leaders rely far too heavily on hype and personality to make a difference because their messages are quite hollow. If we relied only on their words, we'd starve. In the cases where both types of leaders have the same message, one will always stick out as more impactful in the long term because that leader possesses greater character strength. They're more selfless. Let me explain and show you how I came to this conclusion. A few days ago, I listened to a podcast interview from several years back between Tony Robbins and Stephen R. Covey. Robbins was the host, Covey was the guest. I couldn't help but feel like Stephen R. Covey's words nourished me, while Tony Robbins, while still a powerful speaker, relied much more on hype and personality. It's probably not fair to compare two men who've had such an outsized impact on the people they serve, so let me share another example I read in 2014. There were two men who worked in the same field over the same period of time and who both produced similarly impressive results. Their resumes were equal, but there was an important difference between the two men. One of them worked with a sort of odd intensity. He was always mindful to be the hardest worker in the room. He wanted to be the best and he was well aware of his achievements. He was a good man, yes, but people respected him because they felt like they had to. They felt like because he was so successful, he deserved their respect. The other man was selfless. When people complimented him, he was genuinely surprised where the first man expected and agreed with compliments. His work didn't feel like a selfish pursuit of, a selfish pursuit of excellence. It felt like a genuine service to others. His motive was not reputation. It was love. People respected this man because they wanted it to. Several years after these two men left that organization, the impact of the first man had largely disappeared with him. But the impact of the second man lived on long after his departure. People wanted to preserve his legacy because his work made them feel better about themselves. I remember feeling similarly when I graduated from high school. I was a student body president my senior year. Upon graduating, a part of me wanted things to be a little worse because I was gone. I wanted people to see how much of an impact I had. In hindsight, a true leader should want the organization to thrive long after they're gone. A true leader should want the people to carry on the work even better than they did. Now let's go back to Covey and Robbins. If you go to a Tony Robbins conference or a Grant Cardone event, the energy, the hype, it's unreal. It's off the charts. People go crazy at these events. But I wonder if all that hype is really needed to capture the essence of their messages. If you watch speakers like Stephen R. Covey, Simon Sinek, Clayton Christensen, or Seth Godin, they don't need any of the flashy lights or DJ Khaled music. Their messages and character are so strong that people feel nourished just by hearing them speak. They could present to a group of 50 blindfolded people in a dark back alley and still make a bigger difference than the speakers who need a big stage and spotlight. Is this making sense? This is an idea I hope to continue to iron out, but let me illustrate one more time. If I were to create an analogy here, I'd argue that the flashy speakers that need lots of background noise, the leaders, 
that need lots of background noise and hype to carry their message are sort of like going to an all-you-can-eat buffet. It's exciting, and you may even feel full, but you rarely walk away feeling nourished. I know many people who walk away from these talks and seminars feeling more anxiety and overwhelm than anything else. But when you listen to the Stephen R. Coveys of the world, it's like eating a clean, perfectly cooked meal from a five-star chef. It's filling and nourishing. You feel energized, optimistic, and service-minded when you walk away. I once heard a story about a herd of deer that because of heavy snowfall were trapped outside of their natural habitat and forced and faced possible starvation. Some well-meaning people, in an effort to save the deer, dumped truckloads of hay around the area. It wasn't what deer would normally eat, but they hoped it would at least get the deer through the winter. Sadly, most of the deer were later found dead. They had eaten the hay, but it did not nourish them, and they starved to death with their stomachs full. Many of the messages that bombard us in the information age are the spiritual equivalent of feeding hay to deer. We can eat it all day long, but it will not nourish us. Perhaps there's a foolproof way to tell if we're being nourished or starved by our leaders. Perhaps the key indicator lies in where the focus of the followers or the listeners turns after receiving the message. If the follower's instinct after hearing their leader is to turn inward to focus only on themselves and our own pursuits, maybe we're being starved. On the other hand, if the instinct of the followers is to turn outward after they hear their leaders, to be of service to our fellow man, to avoid contention and help others, maybe that's how we know that we're being nourished by those who lead us, because it inspires us to turn outward. What do you think?